0: From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland Edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion, Disneyland Edition for the week of July 3rd, 2011. I'm your host this week, Nancy Johnson, and I'm joined by my fellow Disneyland correspondents, Wayne Toega. Tom Bell, and Mr. Tony Spatel. In this week's show, our focus will be on what Disney is calling the completion of the Paradise Pier section of California Adventure. We'll be discussing the opening of Goofy Sky School, as well as the new Paradise Gardens, which consists of Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta and the Paradise Garden Grill. Even though our Orlando team doesn't have a show this week, make sure you catch Diz Senior Correspondent Dave Parfit's interview with the Little Mermaid herself, Diz Unplugged friend Jody Benson. All that plus this week's news, Roundtable Rapid Fire, on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hey, everybody. How are you doing this hey, week? Nancy. Hello. How you guys last week? It's hot
1: It is hot now. Goodness.
0: Did everybody have a good Fourth of July?
1: Very relaxing, yes. very calm.
2: It's been a busy two weeks. Wayne called me Traveling Tom, and I was all over the state, so. Yep. I can, can
0: Definitely understand that. And you guys had a lot of fun this weekend, which you're going to share with us a little bit later. But first, we should probably start off with some housekeeping. So, who's first?
1: Well, I don't know how much housekeeping this actually is, but there was something that I wanted to pass on for those of y'all that may not appreciate just to what lengths some of us go to make sure that we have a good, consistent podcast. So, I'm on my way home this evening. And it's it's a good hour's drive from my work back to my house, and we're recording a little bit earlier than we normally do, and that gives me not quite as much prep time, but enough. And as I reached my house, I noticed that my entire subdivision had lost power. In fact, half the city had lost power. So I stood there looking at my dead computer, trying to decide what to do next. So I packaged up my entire podcast recording studio, threw it in the car, headed back to work, and I am now recording from the confines of my little cubicle at work with (laughs) headsets and microphone. It's like a little mini remote studio going on. So this is this is the lengths that some of us go to to ensure that we have a good quality show. (laughs)
0: Okay. Oh, I, very good, very I feel, good.
3: I feel guilty now that I'm sitting in my comfortable house. So
0: yeah, I'm all I'm all sitting on my sofa. So
3: wow, so that's an extra two hours of driving, and with the cheap price of gas, it wasn't like it's that big of a deal.
1: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> they've gone down even yeah. even with the Prius. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I have a um,
0: housekeeping item. Other housekeeping, you don't have to
2: call. Yeah, for those of you that listen to the Orlando podcast, Pete mentioned last week that the show that they have in the the last week of July is their fifth anniversary, which would be the Design Plug's fifth anniversary, which we are a part of. They're doing a lot of fun things, doing some giveaways, but I think we should do something too. We're new, we don't have the history like they do, but we can get some listeners involved and have some fun with it. So one of the things they're doing is having listeners record and send in the intro to the show. So for those listeners out there from the Disneyland side, if you want to send those to us uh, starting probably the first week of August, we will use those on our show, and Yay. you'll be doing the intros. Okay, Nancy, that's in.
3: not you. You can't send in <laughs> another intro. I'm just – okay?
0: I send in intros. So. Okay, I'm – Warning. So
2: so uh, we don't have an email address yet, so go ahead and send those just straight to me, uh, Tom at WDWinfo.com. Um, be sure to you know, say, Hi, this is Joe Blow. I'm J Blow 99 on the boards, and you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplugged or something, like, something along those lines. And just have fun with it.
3: And what if it's somebody who's not on the boards but just loves the podcast? Even they don't have to say J Blow 99 on the boards.
0: If, if you want to share who you are, great. If you don't, you don't have to. No peer pressure here. As someone who got, open, as someone open, loving show.
3: And as someone who got involved in this community, specifically from listening to the Orlando podcast before the boards, I just want to give them their, their
2: opportunity. Okay. Exactly. Right.
1: And that is open to everyone, not just Californians.
2: Oh, yeah, anybody who listens to our podcast. Of
1: course. Yay. Cool. Well, except for Canadians.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. We have some Disneyland-loving Canadians. I just want to stand up for playing. my Canadian peeps. Sarah Mick, I know you're out there. I'm just kidding. Jeez. <laughs> Tony, do you have anything? No. Okay. Oh,
2: you mean about the,
3: yeah, give me money for, uh, give kids the world, and I'll trust in the tutu and wings. Boom. Yay. There we go.
1: Next. Have, okay. Have you seen the medal? Have you seen the Tinkerbell half-marathon medal? Gorgeous. It's it. great. See, I but I'm not doing it for the medal. I'm doing it for the
3: kids. So I'll just be the surprise at the end.
0: But that's pre- it is pretty cool looking
2: though.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, I've he, got does, one. Does more.
1: he
2: get the
0: medal?
1: I
3: better not- get the medal.
2: Okay,
3: sorry. C- considering how much I spent, to, um, excuse me. Considering the the work that I'm putting forth, <laughs> and effort for, towards running, I want the medal. There
0: you go. Okay. That great physique you're getting out of this.
3: So far, not yet, so I better start running a little bit more. Well, of course, going three days in a row to Disneyland to eat all the new menu items didn't really help. So. Lots,
0: of,
2: lots of pasta.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, there, another one of our, um, our board moderators actually has another Give Kids the World um, fundraising challenge that's going to actually be occurring at the end of this month, and I wanted to throw a plug out for that also. Um Nikki is going to be doing an Eat Locks for Give Kids the World. Now, Lox is a huge nemesis for her. Huge. She's going to be doing this at breakfast on Friday, August 5th at Storytellers. So, if anybody's in the area and wants to, you know, spring for their own breakfast with storytellers so they can watch the actual event, they've raised so far 567. The goal is a minimum of 800, but everybody wants to get it close to 1,000, so let's – for 1,000, she'll eat the whole bagel topped with locks? so – Needless to say, um, the link for this this challenge um, will also be up on the show notes at com. Um, <clears throat> and you can uh,
1: check it out. So,
0: now that we've uh, settled all that stuff, let's hit the news. Wayne.
1: Disney is continuing ex- its excursion into films based on popular Disney Parks attractions. News and rumors are now beginning to appear on the latest of these films, which will be based on the Disneyland attraction, The Matterhorn. The working title is currently reported to be The Hill, and the early storyline involves a group of young people who scale the real Matterhorn only to discover something strange on the way down. Of course, it's very early in the development, and many things (laughs) can change at this point. (laughs) But it'll be fun to see how this one develops. What did they find on the way down? A basketball
3: court. Thank you, you said it. I was gonna say something related <laughs> right to basketball. Yeah, they went to basketball. The Harlem Globetrotters and Gilligan with the basketball in
1: the middle. There you go. In other Disney movie news, for those of you that saw the preview before Cars 2, you might have noticed that the Disney animated movie classic, The Lion King, is returning to theaters. This time, the movie has been enhanced with the 3D presentation. The film will appear in theaters beginning September 16th for a limited time. This is in advance of the release of the new Blu-ray version of The Lion King, which will be available on October 4th. I hope this starts a new trend of bringing some of these wonderful films back to the theaters. There are too many of these kinds of films that I only saw once on the big screen. And no matter how wonderful your home high-definition setup is, there's just nothing like the experience of the full presentation in a really good theater. I'm looking forward to this, and I hope it continues. In our next story, Disneyland Resort President George Kalagridis has announced the completion of a new Kaboom Playground at the Edison Park in Anaheim. The new children's play facility was built in conjunction with the Disney Volunteers Program, Disney local partners, and the local community. Kaboom is a nonprofit organization which helps build playgrounds and play facilities nationwide. Caligrida said, quote, I couldn't be more proud of the work we accomplish. This Kaboom playground build reflects our strong beliefs at the Disneyland Resort, the importance of community, partnerships, family interaction, and promoting an active and healthy lifestyle for our children. It's rewarding to know that more than 1,200 Anaheim children now have a safe place to play, be active, and enjoy time with their families, unquote. The facility also includes five fitness stations and a learning garden promoting an opportunity to stay active and eat healthy. Disney Parks chairman Tom Staggs and his executive team also participated by helping to paint a mural and revamping one of their after-school program buildings. Caligrius added, quote, Thank you to all of the neighborhood families who helped build a better environment for their children. Anaheim is a better place because of all of you, unquote. And in our final story, the Disneyland Hotel has completed the latest in their specialty suites, the Adventureland Suite. The suite is decorated with a safari-style explorer theme. The walls and furnishings are covered with trinkets and pieces that remind you of an explorer's camp from the 1930s. The main living room area has a flat-screen TV that is disguised as a painting above a fireplace. Furnishings are in an Indian-Asian style. There are area rugs over a hardwood floor, a wet bar, and a closet that's hidden behind one of the bookcases. There's even background music in this suite, which plays tracks based on the Jungle Cruise, Disney adventure movies, and music originally created for Disney's Animal Kingdom. When the doorbell is pressed, you hear tiki drums. The master bedroom has a canopied bed a claw-footed bathtub in the room, and furnishings reminiscent of a safari lodge. The master bathroom features a foot spa, steam, and rain showers. There are also lighting and sound effects. The second bedroom looks like a safari tent. The Adventureland Suite is the fifth of the signature suites at the Disneyland Hotel. The other suites are the Pirates of the Caribbean Suite, Mickey Mouse Penthouse, the Fairy Tale Suite and the Big Thunder Suite sounds exciting. I didn't get a chance to get the prices on them, but hopefully we can add that a little later on when we give a, a hotel update. And that's the news.
2: We should book that for the expo. I think.
1: There you go. <laughs> That'd be fun. I take your paying, Tom. Oh
2: no! Never mind. <laughs>
0: Motel Six. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll So now we're done with the news. Now can we go to the rapid fires? We may. Who's first? I'll go. Okay. July
2: 1st, tickets went on sale to the general public for Mickey's Halloween party. Um, They had been on sale for a little while before that for annual pass holders. But as of July 1st, anyone can buy them. Um, That is select Monday, Tuesdays, and Fridays and Halloween night. Um, that is September 30th, 5th, October 3rd, 7th, 11th, 14th, 18th, 21st, 25th, 28th, and 31st. On Fridays, guests may enter Disneyland Park as early as 4 p.m. And the event runs from 7 to midnight. Uh, Tuesdays, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Halloween, uh, guests may enter the park as early as 3 p.m. And the event runs from 6 to 11 p.m. Regular pricing for... Most days is $59. October 28th and the 31st is $64 per person. For September 30th, October 3rd, 11th, 18th, and 25th, annual pass holders, DVC members, and Visa card holders may pre-purchase for $44 per person. General public may pre-purchase for $49 per person. So even they can save some money if they they pre-purchase some of the... Uh, Tuesdays. I think there's one Friday in there, but then there's yeah, Mondays that's, and Tuesdays.
3: That was one thing that we noticed when it came out, is that the first day is actually a Friday, so you yeah. kind of get a better...
2: September, a- September 30th, I think it is. is the- yeah, you, you get like a better deal. Yeah, yeah. if
0: you're willing to yep. go early in the season.
2: Yeah, exactly. And of course, costumes subject to Disney guidelines.
0: There we go. Next up, anybody? I can go... Okay.
3: okay. Carmageddon is here. For those of you that don't know what that is, that uh, is,
0: th-
3: yes, it is scary.
0: Uh, for you- those of you who are afraid of L.A. traffic to begin with. <laughs> yes,
3: this is even scarier because locals came up with a whole name for it, calling it Carmageddon. The 405 freeway between the 10 and the 101, which is the major thir- one of the major thoroughfares, especially through West Los Angeles, is going to be shut down beginning... Friday, July 15th at 10 p.m., and it will. they will continue work until as late as 5 or 6 a.m. on Monday, July 18th. The police and everybody is saying stay away, stay home. In fact, they actually have the direct quote, plan ahead, avoid the area, or stay home. <laughs> so basically, if you were planning on going to Hollywood or Universal Studios or any of those places that weekend, if you're traveling, don't do it because it will be crazy and if you were coming that way, you shouldn't be. But just make sure you check to you do whatever you can to avoid the area because yeah. it's going to be crazy because it's a major thoroughfare kind of, and it's it's on the way to Los Angeles International Airport for people from the Valley. And so just yeah. stay away from that area.
2: I just realized that's the weekend of Disney's fifty Disneyland's fifty sixth birthday.
3: Yes. Yep. yep.
2: yep. That's Sunday.
3: Oh, and for what they're actually they're 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 um they're making they're making the freeway larger, but really what they're doing is they're demolishing a bridge. Yeah. So that's what they're going to do. I plan on watching it on TV the entire weekend. I'm excited.
2: <laughs> did, did I read somewhere that they have celebrities doing PSAs and? Yes, they're trying. Oh, they're thinking. Well, maybe if
3: if Ashton Kutcher tells people to go, you know, I, I wasn't going to go out, but Ashton Kutcher says I should stay. Okay, maybe I'll stay. But yeah, they, they're they're trying everything.
0: Well, and they're increasing, like they're doing free uh, public transportation through that area and stuff like that, too. So, And they're also telling
3: people there's there are thoroughfares and roads that parallel it, but that's only enough for the local traffic. It's not yep. enough for if everybody on the 405 got off and used those streets. So basically, okay. stay away.
0: Okay. Well, thank you very much for that public service announcement. Tony Spital, you are our resident public service announcements celebrity there.
1: Thank <laughs> you. Yeah.
0: There we go. Wayne, how about you? You got anything?
1: You bet. The RideMaker store in downtown <coughs> Disney lets patrons build custom toy radio-controlled cars. RideMaker's now has new cars from the movie Cars 2. There are two forms of the Finn McMissile character. There's a Lightning McQueen car and also a Mater car. The car's two bodies cost from $35 to thirty-eight dollars To that, you can add custom tires, flashing lights. There's even a Lightning McQueen voice chip that you can add. You can also add the radio control option, which, if you do that, that brings the total cost of the car to about $75. There's also a custom Cars 2 carrying case that's included if you purchase one of the Cars 2 specialty cars. And again, RideMakers is located in downtown Disney at the Disneyland Resort.
0: See, I'm so disappointed about that. Where's the love for Holly? There is no <laughs> oh, Holly. Geez. You know, I was expecting maybe you know one of the other ones, maybe maybe the you know, you know.
2: I want one of the Lemons. I'm, That's what I want. I want. I want. I I want, I want a gremlin.
0: Where's the love for the Gremlins? <laughs> that was one of my honestly. That was one of my favorite parts of that movie. Where the Gremlins.
1: Hey, sir. Ridemakers
0: is
2: cool but I mean because Wes and I went in there we had a great time and you know this was what a year ago great time building the car brought it home played with it and then it went in a drawer so it wasn't it didn't have a long shelf life in his toy box I mean
3: and it's expensive to have another expensive. one self shelf life yeah. yeah exactly
0: okay my turn my turn well I have one really super quickie um, that I just actually came across The El Capitan Theater congratulates their house organist, Rob Richards. He is the ATOS Organist of the Year, and that's the American Theater um, Association, basically. Um,
2: How many of those can there be?
0: You know, actually... (laughs) Do they they just rotate
2: it? it? Yeah, they get
0: in a group and go, it's
2: your turn.
0: (laughs) Okay, anyway. (laughs) But my big rapid fire was a late-breaking news story that happened today. Um, And that is Disneyland has a new overseer between our manager, I mean, our president of the Disneyland Resort, George Kalagridis, and Walt Disney Parks and Resorts Chairman Tom Stex. Um, They just appointed (coughs) often, who was currently serving as Walt Disney World president, to the new post of President of Operations in the U.S. and France. So she's going to still oversee the Orlando Resort, Walt Disney World, and she's had that position since 2006, but she will also assume oversight of our beloved Disneyland and also Disneyland Paris. Basically, the position that Meg is stepping into is has just been vacated by Al Weiss, the president of Worldwide Operations, because he retired after 39 years with the company. So his duties have been split between Meg Crofton, and also between Carl Holtz, uh, the president of Disney Cruise Line and Adventure by, Adventures by Disney. And so he'll be also working with the vacation with DVC, the Disney Vacation Club. So, so this
1: is added responsibility.
2: Yeah, yes. this They they call it a promotion, but it looks like they're just adding duties. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I'm so sure, there I'm, you go. I'm sure it's,
2: next week Pete is going to have a lot to say about this.
0: Yeah, it's definitely an interesting insertion of another layer of middle management.
2: I don't see the need for it. I mean, I, Al Weiss was, was doing the job, uh, I, I'm assuming, but it's not like he was very visible or... He, yeah. I, I saw him at the press event a few weeks ago, and I had to basically Google and see who the heck he was because I didn't—I don't know that I've ever seen him or, or knew what his duties actually were.
0: Well, we'll see what, uh, what kind of changes are in store for Disneyland or if there will be oh, changes yeah. in store for Disneyland at a higher level. Hope not. Well, that'll do it for rapid fire. So let's move on to today's exciting show topic. The completion of the Paradise Pier section of the park.
2: They, they keep saying it's the completion of Paradise Pier, yet there's an ugly park-like supposed setting where the Malibuomer used to be. And then when you get past that, there are some shops that are still have the old stucco um, and paint as opposed to the nice redo they did on the games of the boardwalk area and the and the toy Story Midway mania area so I'm hoping this isn't the completion of paradise pier I hope they finally finish up and and clean those shops up
3: yeah they're almost done it's one of those where that the teacher gets it and is this the best you can do you can go fix it up a little bit better
2: Yeah, and maybe that's maybe that's in phase two or something or 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 else they think we're not going to notice and
0: I had such high hopes for that little park too, thinking yeah, they were good. Yeah, but that's such a weird
2: space. Because it's like raised. I hadn't seen it up close. It was. It's raised from where the platform is. They didn't even lower it. And when I went by, there was the little smoking area off to the side, and everything else was chained up. It wasn't used for anything. And and at this point, it seems kind of pointless with now the new Paradise Garden area, where the restaurants are. That's beautiful area. So.
0: Let's move on and talk rides first. So, Goofy's Sky School. Whoop! It sounds new.
2: <laughs> it, yes. sounds new. Yes, it sounds new. For all those
0: who aren't Disneyland familiar, it sounds new.
2: Can, can I be bitter first and then talk about it later?
0: Sure, it's,
2: it's your. It was a waste of money.
3: <laughs> I I'm a, I got to be in agreement with Tom because I thought okay it was shut down. And wait, let's see, they they did theme
2: it well. Let, it, let's back up. This is the former okay. Mulholland Madness Mad Mouse roller
0: coaster.
3: Which okay. shouldn't be in a Disney park to begin with. Well. Be, other than that, it's there, so they're going to make it as disney as they could now. Yep. So, Tom, it's what is it? the they, same
1: ride, right? It's
2: the, oh, same, it's the same, ride. same ride. They painted it blue and changed the posters. And added a little propeller on the front of the cars and a sign on the back that says student driver. Basically, it's – it's uh, the theme is Goofy has created a sky school in at his chicken ranch. And so he's it's- teaching teaching you to fly, The Goofy. So,
3: and in the queue, they added great posters and there's inside jokes and all that. But the ride is still the same because I'm bitter with Tom. <laughs> they did put little um, – they put up – I don't know, what what do we call the
2: billboards? There you go, billboards. Okay, little yep.
3: billboards as you're going through, like, oh, I'm going to go off the edge and Goofy's saying something. Yeah, like,
2: like an, n- number one, how to take off. Number two, how to turn. Yeah, all these different instructions on on how to fly. Which
3: okay. sounds like a good idea, but then they stopped. What Tom and I had both discussed is how much more money would it have taken to at least have a Goofy Yelp a couple of when – you, when you get to the billboard – Here's how to fly. Thank you, my Goofy imitation. And um, then you go down. Like they, All they needed was a speaker and maybe a little bit of music, and then it would have been, okay, you rethemed it with, with Goofy and everything, but they didn't do
0: anything like that. That would have been cool.
1: So was this an example of the old theme, the Mulholland Madness theme, just didn't fit with the new California Adventure, so we had to do something, but we didn't really want to do anything?
2: I think – they're putting a band-aid on it till they can get the budget to do something greater and tear out the whole thing, maybe.
1: I hope. this is this is basically a standard old style amusement park ride. This yeah. is not an Imagineer ride.
3: At my kids' carnival, they have that every year. It's not much different. Yeah, it doesn't belong in a Disney Park. I'm sorry to yeah. be all Disney elitist, but it doesn't. And then what they did is, okay, we're gonna re-theme it and really, like Tom said, all they did was add some paint, some billboards. And yep. said, okay, now it's, and so I'm hoping, like you, Tom, not to be bitter, that eventually it will leave and they'll put something that's an actual, actually imagineered ride. But what they added wasn't enough to make me, oh, and now I want to go on Goofy Sky School.
0: Okay, well, considering you guys' opinions, how did the lines look with this whole reopening? Um, well, middle, what middle were the fast pass times when you went? And that I don't know. I think anytime. middle of the afternoon,
2: the wait was like 30 minutes.
0: Oh, yeah. See. Middle of the
2: afternoon on July 3rd.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much standard for when it was Mulholland Madness. Yeah. So, so it really hasn't changed or affected its touring plan.
3: No. I just wanted a, a goofy Yelp and some music just would not have music. been that tough.
2: I mean, the. Yeah, just put some music. Even it doesn't even have to be in the cars. If they, it's a small enough area, they could have piped in some music. you know, know, goofy music and
3: and had him say something at each billboard. Then that's it. That that would not have been you and I could – You know what, you and I should go out there one of these days and just get a couple of boom boxes, tape duct tape them up there.
2: Maybe we should create a track for the iPod. (laughs) There you go. Ride, you know, to to ride goofy skies.
0: Now that the walls are down in that area, how does it feel? It's a nice area.
3: It uh, is a nice area. That is okay. one of the...
2: Okay, the, let, let, let me do a, a cutting corners gripe before we get into the restaurants. The restrooms in that area are in the same location. The outsides are, you know, beautiful to match the new decor back there. You go into the restroom. And there's still a dotted line like the middle of the road and cactus on the side of the walls as if you're in the Route 66 area. They didn't, oh, they didn't do anything, they didn't do anything to the interior of the restrooms, at least the men's room. I didn't did, really check. I was the,
0: gonna say, like, did sure, anybody sure. send their wives into the, into the ladies room to? No,
2: but I don't see that they would do any different there. I mean,
0: I mean and California Venture is actually one of the places where the bathrooms are decently themed. Like the ones back behind um, King Triton's carousel and stuff. Those are beautiful.
3: I have to admit, I go into the bathroom, and I go to the bathroom, and I leave. I don't really pay attention to the theming, (laughs) but to
2: each their own.
0: Okay, then. But
2: that's, that's the only, yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: Okay, so, so that's the only gripe. So well, let's... No,
2: let let me. No, okay, that's the first. Okay,
0: gripe. that's the only decor gripe.
2: Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful area, don't you think, Tony?
3: Oh yeah, I the the seating area for the two restaurants is awesome and, and huge. it's huge. It's huge. You have tons of seating, tons of shaded seating. I mean, most of the seats, except for the one you picked, Tom. I'm I was sorry. wondering why you picked the one with the sun, but <laughs> for the most part, because
2: because my my son had a Big tray of food, and I wanted to get to the closest seat without him dropping
1: okay, it. Okay, that's true. Okay, so you win. Um, is it all but, outdoors?
2: Yes. Yes, but it's
3: so shaded that it's – I mean, we were there. It's really hot, but yes. not in those seats. They did a really good job of shading it. Yeah,
2: there's, there's no more indoor seating inside the, what was once the Pizza Umama.
3: And I think the theme is – it reminded me of being – and I know I'm going Disney World here, but it reminded me of being on the boardwalk at uh, Disney
2: World. It did, at least for
1: me. Are both of these places in the same area?
2: Yes. The Paradise Garden Grill is an outdoor counter-type walk-up restaurant, and the Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta, you go inside, and it's laid out like um, Pizza Port or or, um, Plaza Inn, where you have different counters to go to to get your food, and one... Register to check out at.
1: Okay, so 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 I walk up line with different with different stations.
2: Uh, yes, Paradise, uh, I'm sorry, Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta. Yes, you can go. To, okay. you, there's a pasta station. There's a pizza station. There's a salad station.
3: They are two separate restaurants, so you can't get something at one and the other and pay at the same place. They're two separate restaurants.
0: For people who have reference access to older Disneyland maps. The Paradise Garden Grill is the old burger invasion, and the Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta is the old pizza o mau Mau location. So they saved those two existing kitchens and developed this around them.
3: Okay, so now I'm talking about the food, and I think uh, I do have to let everybody know that once I saw these menus and we knew we were going to do the podcast, I said, okay, there's three of us, there's no way to eat this (laughs) much food. And I don't want to be one of those that I'm gonna go do a whole review based on one salad. So it was like I was on vacation this weekend. I ate there three different oh, times. So really I went there nice. yes just because I care. So we went. <laughs> so we went, we went. We went. We went Friday for dinner. Came back Saturday for dinner, and then met Tom Sunday for lunch. So we could basically try. As much as we oh, and,
2: could. And I had one for lunch on Sunday and the other for dinner on Sunday. So yeah, we've, we've, we've got, tried. We, we have lots of opinions, I'm sure. Okay. And I don't think
3: we actually might necessarily have the same opinion. So that's what we're we'll interested to see. Um, first, I'm going to go with what I found were the positives.
2: Do you want to start with one and then the other? Or?
3: Yeah, let's do it with boardwalk pizza and pasta first. Okay. Um, is that okay? Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm going to go with the positives first. I love the theming inside boardwalk pizza and pasta. Again, it reminded me of, of, uh, Walt Disney World and the boardwalk and stuff, but that's just me looking to try to remind me myself of Epcot Center and all and uh, the boardwalk and everything. So, I'm going to go with the positives. Okay, I love the theming like I just said. The ravioli, they have a five-cheese ravioli with pesto sauce and toasted pine nuts, which I my wife and I thoroughly enjoyed we would definitely go back and get it again that's 949 yeah
2: that's one that we got to try that uh, that's really good i i don't normally do that kind of cheese uh, ravioli but that one is
0: that's that was the, one you know, of the ones we have the samples of yeah, right yeah yeah and I, I really liked that as well and what they do how's is the
3: oh, go ahead
1: how's the portion size for 950
3: i think it's about right for an amusement park I thought
1: lunch serving or dinner serving. I think it was a dinner
3: serving. It's what yes, as my wife and I discussed, it's what we should eat, not necessarily what Uh, we want to eat. I didn't find it too small. Yeah, I thought I liked a couple more, but really, it was good. It wasn't like oh, this is not worth. I should have had five raviolis. I I don't think. And if you're
0: running around a hot theme park in the summertime, you don't want to bulk up on that much. Heavy. I don't. I don't
2: think the portion of ravioli would was as much food as the portions of the other two pasta dishes. That is true.
0: Well, the, that's uh, a, in every restaurant, yeah. though. That's the way it is. One thing
3: also is they they don't they, they basically make it to order. They have the pasta sitting there, kind of. They make it to order. They have the pasta sitting there, and they ha- and they're basically consistently making it and then putting it out for you to pick up. When we got there on Sunday, and it was had just opened. People were waiting because they were making it as people were asking for it. But normally there'll be three or four plates up there, and you can grab them and go. So it's that's kind of the way that's the way they're they're cooking it. So, so they I really, had
0: enough of a crowd Sunday to be to be fresh, truly.
3: Yeah, yeah, but it's not real. I mean, everything's sitting. You can see them. Everything's sitting there. It's not like they're you know making the pasta by hand or anything. I mean. But um, And then while, while I was there, even though on the menu it says spaghetti with meatballs with pomodoro sauce, five-cheese ravioli with pesto, chicken sun dried tomato pasta with sun-dried tomato cream sauce, I saw people go up there and said, oh, can I have spaghetti with Alfredo? And they gave it to them. It's not advertised, oh. but people were going up asking for different things, yeah, and they that, gave it to them. That's,
2: that's one of the, the kids' menu items is, is Alfredo, uh, pasta with Alfredo yeah. sauce. And my son's like, well, can I have the – the adult portion with like some chicken on it. I'm like, no, nah, that's not on the menu. This is what you get. So, yeah, it was weird af- after we had ordered and paid and stuff. And Tony comes out and says, "Hey, yeah, I saw them." I'm like, oh, don't tell Wes.
0: Oh, see, we've we've been doing that at Pizza Port for years with our girls well, because but, we didn't but but want the mess. At Pizza Port, there is an Alfredo, right?
1: And that's one of the better things in the park.
0: But yeah. no, the kids yeah. is de- the kids is defaulted to the red sauce pasta. A pizza port. Well, yeah, this, but
2: there, there is an Alfredo on the kids' menu
0: right. here. so
3: This all boils down to Tom not wanting to give his son what he needs. That's basically <laughs> what it is. If he would have cared enough, he would have asked.
2: <laughs> no. Actually, no, It that's not what it was. It was me doing research to see if a kid's portion would fill up my son, which it didn't. and so. Okay,
0: but let's argue about that.
2: Go ahead. Say how if it did fill the pot, up the son. If
0: you put the white sauce on it.
3: Okay, go I, ahead. No, Tom, no, talk no, about the kids' you, no, menu. Yeah,
2: you know, the kids' menu is in the classic little Mickey plastic plate, and they get the the pasta in the center, and it's either pasta or a little cheese pizza, which also fills that hole, or spaghetti with turkey meatballs. And of course, they get a drink and the requisite baby carrots and apple slices.
1: But did it, did any of y'all try the Chicken with sun dried tomato pasta?
3: Yes, we both did. Yes. I tried it on Friday and Tom tried it on Sunday mm-hmm. at my room. And,
2: refi-
3: and le-
2: let, me, lo- let, me, let me read this Campanelle pasta lightly tossed with sun dried tomato cream sauce.
3: Okay, so that's what I'm expecting to get. So I go and order it on Friday and then I, I tell Tom about it and he gets excited and orders it on Sunday. <laughs> so I get it on Friday and my son and I, we share it and we take a bite and I didn't really sun dried tomatoes supposed to be sweet. I didn't taste sweet sun dried tomatoes. But it for me was spicy. My wife tries like this spicy, my son, I can't finish it. So we downed it in um with uh, Parmesan cheese. I told Tom about it, I said, Hey Tom, this is spicy. I don't know if we just had a bad batch. Why don't you go ahead and get it? And he likes spicy stuff. So Tom, Sunday you had it and you
2: had it. it was spicy. Yeah. I read the lightly tossed portion because I don't think it was lightly tossed. That was doused in sauce yeah, it, was a, it, was. it was a little heavy it was good it's it was just, good i i don't know that i i left some on the plate it was it was really filling and and like i said a little heavy
3: and maybe, it's maybe not
2: cause, maybe because it's a cream sauce i didn't realize it was a cream sauce in there but
3: but if you're going in for a sun-dried tomato taste you're not going to really taste it and if you don't like spice you'll be surprised and yeah. so because there is nothing about red pepper or spice but it was a spicy dish and you thought – you agreed and you liked it. but I liked it, so yeah. It's good if you don't mind spice, but it doesn't say it's spicy. It's spicy.
2: And and it's probably not something I should have been eating on a hot summer day at lunch. I mean it was just a little yeah. too heavy, I think.
3: But it was filling and there was a yeah. lot – I mean there was a lot there. Huge portion.
2: Now the other pasta of the spaghetti with meatballs, you guys had that, right? Yeah, it was typical
3: Disneyland spaghetti with meatballs. Okay. It was nothing special. I mean there was a lot of it. And two big meatballs. I wish the meatballs were not to be get to the minutia of a meatball, but they're pre cooked, like and, and they don't have the red sauce on them, which to me does right. not look very appetizing. I wish they would just keep them in the red sauce so that they're but they come out all gray and then they pour the sauce on it. And I asked for extra sauce. That was not a big deal. They give you extra stuff if you need it. Everything. I just thought it'd be look a little more appetizing if it was red. So. With that, that's the pasta. I love the ravioli. You like this chicken sun tomato. It was filling and all that stuff. They also have one of these
2: – Go ahead. Pizza.
3: They have the flatbread pizzas. We've decided that every new menu now, we've learned something. They all have to have flatbreads. Mm-hmm. They all have to have bacon somewhere. <laughs> these flatbreads has it. And when we get to the salads, they also
2: they have, have to have crazins.
3: Craisins. craisins. raisins are everywhere and they're in these salads again too so we'll talk about that in a second but the flatbread pizzas you had the
2: I just had I had part of the cheese the cheese flatbread pizza which was not that exciting tasted like something I could have got at Pizza Port
3: I disagree with you on it tasting like something you could have got at Pizza Port but I because I like their flatbreads and I don't like their pizzas I would eat my wife and I said we'd eat the flatbreads but we don't like the Disneyland pizza, but we can agree to disagree on that.
0: one. And I would kind of side with Tony on that one because I'm not a big fan of the, maybe pizza it was just, maybe it was just
2: the cheese and it's like, yeah, I, I needed something more on it, but that's, that's what I had in front of me.
3: So and I can't
0: eat just try. plain cheese. Yeah. So, yeah, we,
3: we also tried the, and then remember this is two days. We didn't eat this all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Friday, my wife and I tried the barbecue chicken pizza, which was similar to the one at Tangaro Terrace. Applewood smoked bacon, smoked gouda, mozzarella, red onions, and cilantro. She said, "I'm when I come to Disney, California Adventure, I'm going to eat here. Like, I will definitely go out of my way to eat here. She really liked it. And then we didn't try the pepperoni, but it's probably similar to the cheese. And the flatbread pizzas range from $7.99 to $8.99, and it's the same size flatbreads as all the new menus have and i forgot the portobello mushroom and spinach has herb marinara mozzarella artichokes pesto ricotta salata pecorino romano and that's 8.99 and that was a good veggie i don't like veggie pizza i mean flatbreads but i thought it was good
1: so you've mentioned the flatbreads at quite a few of the restaurants you've been reviewing lately are these different in other words are is it the same menu recurring at each of these different places or is this set of flatbreads different At this location.
3: It's a little different. Like the barbecue chicken reminded me of the Tangaroa Terrace, one that was pulled. I think it might have been pulled chicken or whatever. No,
0: that was a Kahlua pig. Okay, so So it was actually pork.
3: But it was a similar type of barbecue thing. But it was – so they are different flatbreads. Like the portobello mushroom and spinach I haven't seen anywhere but here.
0: Yep. I think the cheese is, of course, that – blanket vegetarian thing that they have to serve no matter what, and the blanket kids thing.
3: So, there's a flatbread, the flatbread pizzas. The salads, they have three. They finally have a regular chicken Caesar salad, which of course we didn't try because we couldn't eat everything, but it looked, my favorite word, fresh. Um, and um, We'll come back and try that again. Uh, they had an Italian chef salad and a boardwalk field greens. The boardwalk field greens had Fresh greens, tomatoes, blue cheese, cucumbers, craisins. They love their craisins. Carmelized, caramelized pecans, golden raisins with a basil vinaigrette. I didn't like it because I was expecting it to be sweet. My wife loved it and said, this is a great salad. I love it. She liked it. So that's a – How you know,
1: strong is the blue cheese in that one?
3: It's – I mean, they, it's crumbled blue cheese. So it was decently strong. I like blue cheese. I I know a lot
1: of people go one way or the other on blue cheese, which is why I was asking.
3: Well, and also my thing was I was expecting a sweet dressing, that's all. Where she was too, but then she liked the basil vinaigrette. But it was a nice – it was a good combo and there was nothing crazy in it like that one Big owl salad. (laughs) The watermelon? Yeah, with watermelon. Now, the Italian chef salad, I do have to say I will go back to get that specifically because I'm a big – I love antipasto and I really enjoy that chef salad. It was one of my favorite things on the menu, but I like Italian. You know, I can't go to an Italian restaurant and order mm-hmm. the antipasto for four and eat it by myself. So that always bugs. Well, I could, but um, and this Italian chef salad was like a mini version of all the stuff I like. It, it had salami, capicolo, ham, provolone, fresh mozzarella, and it was fresh. Uh-huh. Peppercinis, roasted red peppers, marinated olives, cucumbers, tomatoes, lettuce, and a red wine vinaigrette, and I really enjoyed it. And for eight forty nine, I think that's a decent value for
2: that kind of a salad. Yeah, it is. It yeah, it quite that is. quite a one bit, does sound good. Quite a bit of the cold cuts and cheese on there.
3: Yeah, I was expecting one or two, and then as yeah. you kept eating, there were still more on the bottom. Wow. For eight forty nine, especially at a theme park, it's the same price you'd pay at a, you know, a Friday's or a place like that. Yeah. Uh, then finishing it off with desserts, we tried one on one day, one on the other. They have a lemon cello cheesecake, no, which you sounds
2: – You tried two on the other.
3: Oh, you're right. One on one day, two on the other, but we all shared – Okay they have a lemoncello cheesecake for $5 is way too expensive for the size of piece of cheesecake you get number 1. Oh, bummer. It's not that big. And secondly we ate it and we're like looking at each other my wife and I what I said okay and I know this is horrible the blog won't have this but <laughs> it reminded me of lemon like cleaning. Like this is lemon she said, chemically <laughs> and I
0: said have, yeah. have you ever drank lemoncello? No. Oh my.
2: Okay, well maybe what, it is. Did, did it was... you compare it to a lemon, yes. a lemon, yes. A hey, lemon versus... sucker?
3: Yes, it, it had the same lemon flavor as a lemon sucker. So it wasn't like high end lemon. It just tasted fake lemony with a cheesecake, and so yeah. the lemon turned me off cheesecake. And I love anything lemon, especially fake lemon. So and it wasn't re- I just we both didn't like that one. The espresso brownie we all tried, and it's three twenty nine, which is probably the price it should be. It's still a little small. I thought it was really good. You could actually taste the espresso. Tom was – Yeah, it was
2: pretty good.
3: It was pretty good. I thought it was good. Now, Tom, let's discuss the beverages. The beverages
2: need to be discussed. What, the what about days. the fruit pizza?
3: Oh, the fruit pizza, which is not really fruit pizza. Um, the fruit pizza, which we didn't see on Friday. Then we came back Sunday and there's one kind of sitting – what is – oh, fruit pizza. Sounds good. The fruit pizza for I think – oh, $5.99, which is <laughs> it's pretty expensive actually – it's basically a Danish with some fresh fruit that they a round sho- Danish, yeah. Yeah, it's a round Danish, and they put it in the oven and heat it up. And after when we ate it, we're like, oh, this this tastes like a Danish. It's not a six dollar Danish, but
2: that's basically what it tasted so like. It was it wasn't pizza dough.
0: It was no Or the ingredients. How was the flavor to it though? It was a Danish. It well, I know, but was it a good Danish or a crappy Danish? It was, it was that- a good. Well, it had fresh fruit. It wasn't like yeah, preserves it was, on it. It was a right. good
3: Danish, but for six bucks, I could go to someplace else and get two Danishes on property for the same price. Did
0: it have like a, a pastry cream underneath the fruit? Yeah, it had the like cheese. Those little fruit tarts too? Yeah, it had the cheese. It was a cheese Danish with fruit on it. Okay, fair enough. It sounds Constant like something degree. I would like if yeah. it was a good tasting one if no, no. it wasn't too dry. I, I, liked,
3: I liked it, it but it was, was yeah, but yeah, but, but not it's not six dollars. I know. That being said, I will come back to this restaurant whenever we're in Disney's California Adventure. I will go specifically here to eat because I can get the ravioli, I get the spaghetti, I would get the salad, I get the flatbreads. I like it.
2: I will order the drinks at another location.
3: Yes. Now, please, Tom, explain the drinks and why we're actually going to take time to discuss the drinks.
2: Okay. The Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta only has the regular size of drink. And there are no refills. Hmm.
1: Even though uh, it's served yourself. Even though it's served yourself. Oh, really?
2: And Paradise Garden Grill has both sizes of drinks and it's counter service, so of course there's no refills. But Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta only has regular drinks, at least when we were there.
3: And I asked twice on Friday and I said, okay, maybe we'll see. Do you have refills? Because you know at Rancho Del Zocalo they allow you a refill, you have to show your receipt and you can get one refill. So I assumed it was the same thing. So I went and said, are there, re-, you know, being a good podcaster, are there refills? And they said, no. I went, oh, there's not, okay, but it's serve your own. So I was thinking, you know, ethically, I could just go get one and you wouldn't know, but of course I didn't do that. And then Sunday I thought, okay, maybe they. that was the first day they didn't know. I asked a different person, no refills. And so, Tom, they don't have larges, so...
2: Yeah, I was thirsty by the time I was done eating my spicy pasta. Well, my thing is, too, is if I, I, I find it
3: odd that they have it, everything, serve yourself, drinks, and they don't allow you a refill. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think, think it's going to lead people
2: to go get refills on their own. Well,
3: because,
0: how was the pricing of the no refills compared to the pricing same, of the same... It was same, the same price. 279 two 329 yeah.
3: If they give me a large, then fine. But, but it just that uh, I just thought, you know, it's like you're teasing me with this this plethora of
0: when, like, when diet I,
2: sodas.
3: And I,
0: maybe someone will listen to, uh, you know, be listening to us. And
2: when I went to dinner, I I looked at the menu before I ordered at at the Paradise Garden Grill to see if there were larges. Because if there weren't, I was going to go back over to the new Bayside Brews because they had larges so I was going to go buy my drinks separately if I needed to.
0: How far is Bayside Brews away from the... It is right
2: next to um, Silly Symphony Swings. Okay. So just uh, on the other side of the, um, let's call it the parade corridor. Okay.
3: Now the next, the other restaurant, which is outside, and remind me of the name again because it's off the tip of my tongue. Paradise Garden Grill. Okay, thank you. Now, before now, this will be interesting to see because we both ate and we might have different opinions. However, I've been a shill for the new <laughs> Disneyland menus. I have been, everything they do is great. I love the flatbreads. I love Craisins everywhere. The desserts have been good. And I have been, and I think even people are, okay, well, Tony's going to like it because it's a new menu. I have to say, my wife, son, and I went Saturday and I really did not like it. And I feel weird saying that because all the new menus have been good. And this reminded me of, hey, we're Disneyland from three years ago. We're going to do a Mediterranean menu. Here you go. It's going to be the same bad stuff we've had before. We will not go back to that place. Now, I will tell you specifically the things I didn't like, but Tom went ahead and ordered it. And before Nancy goes off and is telling me about Mediterranean food, I eat Mediterranean food. There's There's places near my house. With chefs that have worked with Spago, I know good Mediterranean food. This, it, my experience was not good Mediterranean
2: food. Let me go through the the menu real quick bef- before Tony has aneurysm. Okay. Um, okay. So it's a very limited menu. There's a Greek salad that's available, or you get the skewers. Um, you get one skewer which has what do we say five or six pieces of meat, Tony? Yeah. It uh, includes rice pilaf, a cucumber salad, and pita bread. And it's not, they don't skimp on the pita bread. It's the full circle of pita bread. F- uh, step one is you get to choose from either grilled steak, lemon oregano chicken, or beef kefta, which is spiced ground beef, or the final choice is vegetable and tofu. And then you can select a sauce. There's a Moroccan chili. There's a chimichurri, which is herbs, citrus, and garlic, and olive oil there's a tandoori spiced yogurt and there's a say right tzatziki yes. which is which is <laughs> cucumber garlic lemon juice and greek yogurt and we actually ordered those on the side so we could try them all but you, as you, did i you, normally they'll they'll pour those over the the skewer and the the rice
3: and when i was there somebody in front of me asked for all four so we tried all four with all of them just to see what the, yeah. the different sauces were but they don't cook them in the sauce they pour the sauce over it yeah. so Okay, so I'm curious what you thought.
2: Um, I'm maybe my difference is that I'm not familiar with real Greek food or real Mediterranean food because I didn't mind it that much.
3: Okay, you didn't mind it that much. Would um, you go back? I don't think so. There you go. That's um, I'm done. We can end the podcast right now. The,
1: my, <laughs> okay, my, but wait, wait, my, wait.
2: My, so my deal is. This would be a great addition to a existing menu, but as a restaurant on its own, I don't know that it can survive.
3: I agree with you 100%. And I don't so think it's going to be around that long. Wayne, go ahead.
1: Okay, so I am a Greek food enthusiast, and I think most people are familiar with gyros. Mm-hmm. This looks like it's on the way to being that, but yeah, they're not can, calling it out specifically, right. so I'm assuming it's not. It's a kebab
0: joint. Yeah. It's basically yeah. a kebab joint. You, you got your pita
2: bread, you got your sauces, you got your meat. You can make your own. Yeah, I mean.
1: Yeah, basically, kind of where I was heading is they've got all the ingredients there. Is that is it just sort of like an inside out gyro? Kinda. It,
0: it's a lot like all the Armenian food and stuff. You, you can get up and in, in this or Lebanese food or whatever, it's where helped. they just serve you everything on a plate.
3: And that's right. what I think one of their issues is. I think they should have gone more Greek and Mediterranean. They seem to head more, and this is—I get to give my wife credit for this one. They seem to head more Middle Eastern.
2: Yes, yeah, with the, t- the tandoori spiced yogurt, yeah, and and you got mm. also got that flavor. In and the, the rice. Yes, the, the rice, rice was, a was different
3: for me. Yes, my wife and I both noticed that the cu- it was cumin rice. Okay. It yeah. was really mm. really strong. Yeah.
0: That's not good whenever they they
2: deat yeah, I, the I, 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 didn't, I, I ate I the like rice, but I didn't love the rice. And, but I liked the meat. I liked some of the sauces.
3: See, my thing is it wasn't executed well. That was my thing is if you're going to do Mediterranean, make sure it's good. And it was, okay, this is, this is. hey, look, we're going to try to do Mediterranean. What do you guys think? Not we're going to do Mediterranean well and I don't know. I just thought they bit which, off more than they could the, chew. Which
2: of the meats did you try?
3: Okay, we tried the kefta. Okay. which
2: Love was
3: dry and not mm. and not spiced well. Okay. I mean like I said I've had this stuff and then the we didn't try the chicken we were going to come back for the chicken and then we said we don't want to come back for the chicken cuz we didn't like it. And we had the steak the steak was fine. The sauces to me were just I, I me personally I wanted a more flavorful. I'm having a mediterranean a moroccan chili which has harissa chili which I found out is supposed to be really really spicy and this is not spicy. Right.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, my son was trying the chili, which is another story in itself. Hmm. Boy, it doesn't use ketchup, I mean. So he was dipping his, and, and it was, he was like drinking, drinking, drinking because it was so, so hot for him. Really? I, but I would dip, and I wouldn't get the, the spice.
3: And when we got – we didn't get the spice either, so maybe it's not consistent. I don't yeah. know. And chimichurri, I've had – there's an Argentinian restaurant near a house, mm-hmm. and it's usually really garlicky and – this yeah. I didn't think this was that I could barely taste the garlic. I, made I, I, liked,
2: I liked that one and I liked the tzatziki.
3: I like the chimichurri the best. The satsiki I've had much better satsiki. I mean, I know it is Disneyland, so I should yeah. give them a break. The, but the, um,
2: and the but the tandoori I didn't enjoy that. Just that's just not my taste.
0: Um, I don't like the Indian.
3: And my other thing too is the pita bread wasn't hot and fr- like it was regular. It wasn't I mean,
0: soft. It was more stiff it
3: i it should have, to me a fresh pita bread should be soft and warm and, and it wasn't and that's kind of my whole thing is if you're going to go this route you got to be careful right because especially if you're from around here you can find the shawarma restaurant down the street or the greek or even like there's a greek um Daphne's Greek Cafe which is a mm-hmm. a chain out here they have much better food than than this one and i ex- i was expecting more because I like it, and I thought, okay, it's healthy. And to what Tom said, I don't see how this thing's going to be around that long. When we were there, everybody was going to the other restaurant. Everybody was going to the other restaurant. And like you said, if they had this as one of the stations inside Boardwalk uh, Pizza and Pasta, I think okay. But to have this as its own thing, uh, I was. Did you try we, the
1: salad? Yes, I was we did. Ask about that.
3: I love Greek salad because anything with feta cheese, I will eat. And um. It's the same exact stuff that's in the Italian the uh the Italian salad. It has the greens, the tomatoes, the cucumbers, red onions, marinated olives, just like the other one. Pepperoncini's just like the other one. It just this one has feta and a lemon oregano dressing. And it wasn't that it was it was just a salad. I mean, it tasted the feta, but it wasn't it had that good vinegary Greek with the, the you know the Greek spices and stuff. I would spend the money in – go i spent an extra 50 cents to go get the, the one at the italian place
2: mm-hmm.
3: okay i'm not done the baklava okay i've had i've had good baklava and my son loves baklava so he's like oh baklava and i, I give it to him he's like it gives me the space. like that's not what i expected okay baklava supposed to be you know with like honey just oozing out of it so sticky yep. this was yep. dry this was dry baklava it wasn't there wasn't moist full of the the honey that you're expecting. And when really come on the baklava, you can't miss a baklava. Again, if you're going to try baklava, you better do it right. If You're yeah. going to try tzatziki, do it right. That was my whole thing was the execution. Cause I was really excited about this place. And as we were driving in, my wife and I were like, you know, I don't know if a lot of people are going to like it, but in Southern California, you know, there's such a big population and maybe people might like it. And, we're, we're excited about it because we like Mediterranean food, and I just don't think they did as good of a job as they could have. So I'm not a shill anymore for their new menus. I finally <laughs> found the one new menu where I don't – I'm actually worried about it staying because everybody's going to go get the pasta and pizza. Yeah. Tom? Um,
2: yeah, exactly. Uh, what, let me mention the kids' menu. Um, I learned my lesson at lunch and didn't order a kids' menu for my son. I Ordered the full thing but one of the reasons was he wanted the the steak the kids menu is either is a grilled chicken skewer or beef kebab and what i asked what that was and the portion size and that the beef kebab is not steak it's i'm assuming the kefta because he said it was like a meatball on a stick
0: yeah so that would have been kefta
2: yeah so the kids don't get steak but they get that served with rice, seasonal fruit, and choice of beverage, for six forty
0: nine. And to
3: show that I was, I'm serious about this. That's when we went back to get the pasta. We didn't finish, and I never do that. And we're like, "My son, we're so hungry. Well, let's go try one of the other things from the pasta." We did this on Saturday. We went back and got the pasta. That's when we got the spicy pasta.
2: And, and at ten ninety nine, I th- yes, I <laughs> I was expecting more food on the plate, but I was full when I was done. Because yeah, like I said, it's just a single skewer, but you got that full thing of pita bread, so that that'll fill you up, nice, and all the yeah. rice. And did what do you think about the cucumber salad?
3: Oh, oh, I forgot about I forgot about the cucumber salad <laughs> that, that had no flavor other than cucumbers. When well, I'm summer. thinking of a Greek, when I'm thinking of a Greek cucumber salad, I'm thinking of the red onions and the cucumber, maybe feta, even if there's no feta, but some you know I hate to be going on the vinegar kick, but something you know. Where you really taste, and it was just cucumbers. Well, you need
0: a little tang when you when well, it, you build it, that it, kind it of was, cucumber It was style. cucumbers and red and yellow peppers. I think was in it. The one yeah. the part that I had on my plate,
3: but there was no dressing really.
2: No, there I just, was. I but, tasted the vinaigrette, but
3: but it wasn't. It was more of an et, and less of a vinegar.
2: I mean, so, I, I enjoyed my meal. Other than the rice tasted weird, but I enjoyed the chicken. I enjoyed the sauces. I was addicted by the end. Of, I was addicted to the tzatziki sauce. I was dipping everything in it.
0: Best of okay, now, but here's my question
3: for yeah. you. Yeah. How? When's the last – Have you? do you go out and get tzatziki sauce a lot? Um,
2: only on – no, never.
3: See? So I'm going to take so, you to places to have good tzatziki sauce, and then you'll realize that theirs wasn't that good.
2: Okay.
3: If you never had it – like, I hate to give you the – No, no, the, it's fine. Yeah, the,
2: but you're not going to get authentic
3: tzatziki sauce. At, I guess you're like right. I know. Maybe yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, you're not. Okay, so I, I guess – you know what? Maybe part of the problem, too, was – I had such high expectations because every new menu has been so much better that I was hoping for another hit it out
2: of the park and they didn't hit it out of the park. Kind of by like our high expectations for Goofy Sky School. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I guess that sounds like the theme of this new section of the park is higher expectations and just not met. Well, but not
3: for the no, I don't Not think for everything, but, but the seating area was awesome. They had it's shaded, they've got live music. And the pasta place was awesome. Except for a couple of things here and there, but you can't all be perfect.
2: Just a little plug. We were so bitter about the high expectations. Next show we'll talk about something that we had no expectation for and were kind of pleasantly surprised. So. Yes, yes.
0: Oh there we go. Battle dude for this Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplugged.